Good morning. <coughs> I have been doing a lot of trauma work as of late. So it seems that that's the direction that this podcast is going for now. Just because in our society, I think there's a lot of things we're kind of ashamed to talk about, and it's like not normal to talk about. Like, everything is connected. Like, I remember hearing stand-up jokes or like, or, or even overhearing like co-workers like saying like, yeah, so-and-so just started talking to me about all the problems in their life. Like, like I want to hear that stuff. And I thought that was interesting because the more I'm dealing with my trauma with my partner and realizing how, like, on a day-to-day basis, I go through so many different ranges of feelings and emotions <coughs> and all we hear when we talk to people is hey how are you good how are you are you really good there have been times where I've responded with good and I was not good and we're just all pretending everything is good all the time and it's not and we're not and I think part of that is Society is like, if things are bad, that's ugly. Don't, don't share your ugliness. Just show the good. We glamorize the goodness. When life is good and bad, or beautiful and ugly, and we label everything as good and bad, but is it, is it that simple? I think things just are. And I think the problem with labeling things as good or bad is if we deem something as bad, we don't want to talk about it at all. And then we suppress the things that are deemed as bad and we act out on those things. I could give a very extreme example. Um because it kind of pertains to not my trauma, but somebody else's trauma. So, say there... So, rape is real. Right? Rape happens. If, If someone feels the urge to do that, Or if, I was talking to my therapist about this, if someone, she was saying she had clients who were pedophiles, and when she, like, first became a therapist, she was like, I'll never work with pedophiles, like, they don't deserve help. But can you imagine, like, being a pedophile, and because you have these urges that are deemed bad, you are terrified to talk to anyone about them because it is it if if you have that urge you are bad 
don't tell people that. We don't want to talk about the bed. So, she said she had a client who was a sex offender. And he said that when he was young, he had urges and he wanted to talk to somebody about them. But he was so afraid, he just was like, I'm just going to ignore this. And he suppressed it and he pushed it down and he pushed it away until you explode one day and then you do the thing and then you go to jail or you, um, you know, he's on a list somewhere now. So when we suppress, we, that, so that exists. And something my partner said is everything I am, you are. Everything we, because we're, we are all connected whether we want to believe that or not. Also, I don't, I'm going to preface again with, I do not know anything. Every day, we form new opinions, and they seem to be cool for the moment, and then, when I learn more shit, the opinion changes. So this is my opinion as of today. It is open to change. It is not solidified in any way. I would just like to share my thoughts. And then maybe have conversations with y'all so we can, like, become a little more connected and wiser and open or whatever. Um, so where were Okay, so say we're all connected. And we all have things that... We all have a range of emotions. I'm not even going to use good or bad. They're just... Some of them are really beautiful, like love and compassion and kindness and understanding and joy and some are dark and not so pretty and maybe we have it in us to hurt each other or to hurt other beings or to um, be an abuser because this is another thing that my partner and I have been talking about is we were both abused for our whole life um, in one way or another. I'm, I'm sure everyone has been abused in one way or another. And if there is one thing, there must be the other. Thich Nhat Hanh talks about interbeing. You cannot have right without left. You cannot have up without down. You, you can't. They need each other in order to live, in order for us to be. So, if I have an abused person in me, I also must have an abuser. But if I don't look at the abused parts of me and the abuser parts in me, I could be abusing people and not even know how I'm doing that. Do you see what I'm saying? So... <clears throat> I guess I will talk about some of my trauma. Uh, warning. It is sexual trauma. So if that makes you feel uncomfortable or, you know, you're not ready to hear certain things, you can pause it here. Um, I just feel like if I share part of my story, it'll just help with understanding. Um, so... I was 
raped when I was 17. Um, so that kind of solidified a lot of things for me that <clears throat> have to do with my body, what my purpose is, uh, what I am to men, and things like that. Um, what I'm starting to remember is things prior to that that may have shaped how I feel about myself in the context of men. Um, and I feel like I'm not alone in this in terms of women just being sexualized by men. I would also like to add, I don't know where this comes from in men. I don't know what their pain is and what they're ignoring that they, not all men obviously, but many men who maybe are hurt in some way do this, but whatever. Um, so I have memories from like childhood of uncles of mine saying really gross comments to me. I have a memory of me walking up a flight of stairs in my house in a dress and my uncle, I hear him say, oh, I really like this view. And I look down and he's looking at my dress. So that was like childhood. So I was like, huh, that's interesting. So like, it is not a conscious thing that my brain was like, interesting. A important male figure in my life is not really nice to me in general, but he was just nice to me and it had to do with my body. Okay, my brain locked that in. Then I had another uncle who when I was 15 said to my boyfriend, you're lucky this, that's the one I wanted to fuck. I remember that. <laughs> it's not funny. I need to learn. I, uh, that's a defense mechanism. Also laughing at my trauma. It's not funny. It's disgusting. Um, and at the time, I remember being like, that's disgusting. But no one stood up for him, stood up to him. I didn't know how to stand up to him because all the women in my life also have this thing where they are subservient to men. And this is another part of trauma is you hold what your ancestors hold. So my grandmother and my great-grandmother grew up in a time where men could hit women. You couldn't file for a divorce. You, you like couldn't divorce your husband. If you got a divorce, you were disgusting. Um, like, life was literally, you are lesser than men. And my grandma just tells me, like, and the church taught her that. And, like, the, she literally remembers, like, her mother didn't go to church on Sundays because the woman was supposed to stay home and cook while the husband took the kids to church. So, like, you are lesser than men. That is ingrained in my DNA, in my family. So I subconsciously grew up with, I am lesser than men, including all the men in my family. They yell at me. They yell at their wives. They are really aggressive with them. 
and the women don't do anything. So that is my role now, um, that I am, that's my role. This is all subconscious. This was not consciously thought of, yeah, I'm gonna live my life being lesser, and my life is now because people that, I, I have so many memories of, I, I used to work at a comic book shop. I was 15 years old, and a guy would say to me, uh, an older gentleman said to me, you have, like, you have birthing hips, you, you have amazing hips, like, blah, 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 or people touching me, or, like, things like that, and it's like, so I grew up, like, okay, my purpose is, my body is for men, uh, men give me attention when, uh, it has to do with my body, and that has been my role, essentially, for the next, I'm 29 now, and I'm just starting to realize this. So all my relationships, for the most part, were, what can I give to men? And if I don't receive anything in return, that's okay, because I am getting sex, which is the thing that they want, and um, so, so it's okay, because I'll give everything. I'll give my love, I'll give my time, I'll give my attention, I'll give my body, and if in return I receive sex, great because that's what I've been told is what's important <clears throat> so yeah this is why looking into your experiences oh yeah okay so hold on we're gonna pause here be back in a moment so back to okay so yeah, so I have an abused part of me. This is just one form of abuse. Um, so if I don't look at... If I went my whole life not looking back at the ways that I've been sexually abused. And sexual abuse doesn't have to be rape. It doesn't have to be physical. If someone makes comments to you like that, that is abuse. And... I was talking to a co-worker about this yesterday. She was like, you know, it's really great, but it's, you know, we grew up in a different time, and, you know, not that people are sensitive now, but, like, we kind of are, like, looking at stuff now, and sure, maybe abuse might seem like a harsh word, but things are not slight. Things are not... We take things so lightly that affect you the rest of your life and because we don't learn how to process shit we just go on with like not even realizing that these little things that we might think are trivial like my uncle's making those comments to me that's abuse I stored that in my subconscious it literally framed what I thought about myself in terms of my relationship to men for the rest of my life. If I never looked at it, I would continue. So the way that formed is in my sexual relationships, I felt like I could, it wasn't for me. Everything was for the other person. And, and I enacted, 
reenacted my abuse. I felt like, well, I'm unworthy. I'm a piece of crap. I'm not worthy of pleasure. Um, let this this person should continue to uh, per, uh, like demonstrate to me how I should be treated in an abusive way. And I also want to talk about how I think sex is so helpful in terms of getting in touch with your abuse and being able to find power in you. I think I'll probably just save that for another episode, but um, I think it really can help people and it has been helping me come in touch with my abuse and looking at it differently and blah, 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 whatever. I'll save that for another day. Um, so yeah, so if I don't look at the abuse that, that has happened to me in detail, like, and it's not fun and it's not pretty. There's a lot of stuff I've been writing and I'm like, I can't believe this has happened to me. And, uh, sometimes I literally flinch thinking about what has happened to me and what I literally like put myself in situations not even thinking twice about them and now they're like ingrained in me um so when if I didn't look at those abusive parts I would allow people I would continue to put myself in situations that are kind of detrimental to me um or and then the other part is because I am abused there are also abuser I I am an abuser or can be so I could be hurting other people unknowingly um that part I need to look at it's easy to look at <laughs> what has happened to you and how people have hurt you. Now, I think the next step for me is how have I hurt people? Uh, and that's not the pretty part. So that will, that will be to come. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at right now. That was a lot. I don't really know. I think that's all I'm going to share for today. We are everything. We are beautiful and ugly. We are animals. And I think to put judgments on things makes it makes us not want to look at them. But then we because but then we avoid pain. But you can't have happiness without sadness. You can't have joy without pain. So if we only focus on joy and happiness and feeling good and we ignore our pain, it doesn't go away. 
it just festers. And then we do things that we don't want to, that we might not want to do. But if we just looked at them and said, ah, I see that I have this thing. I'm not going to judge it. I'm just going to hold it. Maybe I can see where it comes from. Maybe I can do something with this. Maybe this explains why I do this or why this has happened to me. Maybe now I can change because I see something, a pattern or something that's a part of me. And then we can have compassion for other people. Because we realize, oh, that's in you too. That's in me. I understand. I'm sorry that you didn't look at, I didn't, I'm sorry you didn't look at it in yourself. And you let it get to the point that you had to act on it. Because you were afraid to talk to anybody about it. You were afraid to be vulnerable because our society says, if you tell me things that are ugly, I'm going to turn away from you. I don't want to hear about the ugly that is in me too. And we can't be there for each other and we can't love each other if we don't see each other as the same. And we are the same. I have your pain and your joy. Ramda said, it's all the same trip. It's all the same. Every trip you want to take leads to the same place. I think he's talking about religion or like spirituality. Like you, you will just end up in the same place. But I also think it means like we are, exper we are all experiencing the same thing, just differently. Same but different. When I got raped, I hated him. And my whole life I went on saying, what an ugly person. He made me ugly. He made me feel ugly. And now when I think about it, and I think about it then, what I w did then, and how I didn't really, once I was conscious, I didn't really stop it. Because I saw that he was hurt and alone. And this is the only thing he knew to do to feel love and connection. And I can say, I understand. I understand your pain. But if I ignore my pain, maybe I'll hurt someone the same or in response to that. My partner says, the poison is the cure.
and we need mindfulness to have understanding and understanding to lead to compassion so that we're not so full of hate for each other and for other beings and then the world may actually heal I think there will always be the right and the left the beautiful and the ugly but at least if we could understand it who knows what the world would be like thank you for listening I love you bye